Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, fresh from St. Louis. I'm in Atlanta at SunTrust Ballpark. Jay Posner in San Diego, holding down the fort, uh, taking care of things. Jay, that's what you do. You take care. You're the fixer. <laughs> I, I guess so. There's there's not that much to fix. Not that much to fix. Fortunately, I, I have a uh, I have a good crew. Doesn't require a lot of uh, a lot of fixing. Although I'm sure some people would would argue differently, but. Um, Anyway, so can you tell can you tell one humidity factory from the next from Miami to St. Louis to Atlanta? Well, I have diagnosed it, and, and those of us from San Diego on this trip, the traveling party, we spend a lot of time doing that and <laughs> comparing. <laughs> uh, St. Louis is the worst of the worst, uh, without a doubt. Uh, in Miami, inanimate objects sweat. It gets damp. It like just it, ugh. but hot and humid is just horrible st louis and atlanta not bad today though thank you for updating me on the weather before we started jay and that tomorrow uh through sunday should be worse so that'll be fun oh yeah it, I, I think that sunday afternoon game will really be a treat for uh for the players and uh and that that will be that is scheduled to be a bullpen game am i am i correct another bullpen game so basically a guaranteed win right. um so right. hey it, it's all how it lines up, and, and look, this is great, and these guys are enjoying doing it. They're a little wary. I wrote about that during the week. And by the way, Matt Strom, the uh, the short start extraordinaire, uh, Matt Strom, uh, talked to him for a couple minutes in the clubhouse, and, and we'll play that uh, interview later, just him talking about the difference between uh, starting and relieving, uh, his uniqueness. And I mean, here's a guy who's 26 who was drafted in 2012, and I think that was like his 15th start or something, and he's only pitched in like 70 innings in the majors, and like 15 of those are with the, the Padres. And he got yanked from a perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I just, uh, it, it's interesting, I, and I'm sure uh, at this point it'll be the first of many times uh, that we have opportunity to talk to Matt Strom, uh, who is one of those guys who you you know, they were so high on, and I, I did, I went back and I looked at a spring training uh, story I wrote about his live BPs that the hitters were marveling at, and then he comes and, you know, he starts in the um, rehab assignment, and then he uh, comes and he allows us at uh, three runs in, in, in two innings, he's walking people left and right, and ever since then, and, you know, throwing strikes, it's amazing. Uh, by the way, the Padres have not walked a batter in three games, franchise record. So, hot as heck. They've won 10 of 15. They've won five straight series. And Jay, I don't think it's a bad thing to make a big deal out of it. I think anybody with a brain knows we're not making a huge deal out of it. We're putting it in perspective. But this is something the team hadn't done. So, so maybe it's a little pathetic, but this is something the Padres hadn't done since 2010. No, I mean, I, I mean, I think there's, I, I don't know what actually qualifies as a big deal out of it. I mean, I think from, from your perspective and from our perspective, uh, you know, as a, as a newspaper and a website, I mean, we're, we're reporting what happens and what's happened is the team's playing a lot better when they were 10 and 20, you know, we wrote that they weren't very good. And, and now that, uh, you know, now that they've improved and, and they're up to 33 and, and 37, then we write that they're playing better. But I, I don't think there's any reason to make a big deal out of it. I mean, if you're the Padres, I, I guess you, you know, you, you haven't had a lot to celebrate recently. So you put out there on social media that you won five straight series. I, I don't think the Padres are expecting a parade uh, down Broadway, but I, I think, you know, if we're going to be, if, if everybody's going to be critical when they, when they stink, then I think everybody should, should give them credit when they win. And there's no question that, that this team over the last few weeks has, has played some pretty good baseball. And, and even when they haven't, 
they've usually found a way to, you know, to, to win some games. And, and I, I think most people would say that this is more enjoyable to watch just from a aesthetic standpoint to watch this team play better than to watch them bumble around, uh, and, and strike out 15 times a game and, and, and that sort of, you know, and be walking guys and that sort of thing. So I, I think, you know, we're seeing some, some good play. I mean, I'm looking at today's paper with a, you know, a nice catch that Manny Margot made last night. He had a big game and, you know, you're seeing guys that we've talked about play better. And I think, you know, maybe it means nothing for this year, but I think going forward, it all goes into that thing that we've talked about so many times of finding, finding players that are going to be good here in a year or two. And, you know, right now guys look pretty good. I mean, it, as we said last week, it may all change because that's the way this game goes, but for now they're playing well and they're, they're playing some, some decent teams. I, I saw somebody last night talk about how they, how they played, you know, uh, hadn't walked anybody in the pitching staff had pitched great. And, and immediately someone on, on Twitter said, Oh yeah, well, St. Louis is a trash lineup. And it's like, I don't know. St. Louis is a pretty good team. They have a pretty good record. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess it's just one of those things. And, and look, I'm, I'm as negative as I used to think I was as negative as anybody, although I'm not so sure anymore, but I, I do think you have to give credit where, where credit's due. And right now these guys are playing pretty well. <laughs> Here's why it's a big deal, Jay. Um, I, I wrote a few different things, and, and Annie Green figured prominently into these, but so did some veterans like AJ Ellis and Freddie Galvis and Eric Hosmer. And these guys, and I was in a, they were statistically heavy stories in the beginning of May, and they were talking about little things that were starting to add up, um, or that could add up. And that's why it's a big deal, because it's so much better to be getting on base more and winning. It's so much better to be taking more pitches and walking and, and waiting for your pitch and winning. Those things don't really resonate with the fan. And you know what? They don't really resonate with the players. If you're not winning, that's why winning is a big deal at this point. Not because now, ooh, they're four games under 500. Has anybody noticed that the NL West has picked it back up? The Padres are not contenders this year. No, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, they're, they're still behind four teams and, and, uh, and, you know, they're, they're still, I think, five and a half games out of first place. And I, I don't expect this team in any way to contend this year. Um, but I think, and I still think we're going to come down to, you know, a month from now, be talking about whether it's time to trade guys or not. And, and it's, you know, again, if they're, if they're at 500 at that point, or maybe they've even gotten over 500, I think there might be a discussion to have, but if they're still kind of going along at this, at this pace where they're four or five games under 500 and they're six, seven games out or whatever it might be, I I think if you can get good deals for some of these veteran guys, then I I think, you know, I'd rather sell high than not. And, uh, I, I think if you can, if you can trade some of these guys and get something good back, I mean, we, we look at some of the, at some of the players that they've, that they've gotten in, in, in trades that are doing well in the minors. I mean, a Chris Paddock, uh, the other day. And I mean, just look at, I, I don't remember the, uh, all the details of the trade, but I mean, look at how well he's pitched. Uh, what is it? 14, 14 batters and he struck out nine. Jose Castillo has renamed the Will Myers trade. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He was he came from Tampa Bay. This is phenomenal. Just just because you know why it's a great story. These play out. No one knew Jose Castillo was a part of that trade. Maybe for a few days, he popped on the radar when he pitched for Venezuela in the uh, World Baseball. Okay, real quick, would you trade Jose Castillo now for Trey Turner? Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I would do? I would trade Brad Hand. 
even if you're at 500, if the deal is right because you have Jose Castillo, you have some other some kids in the minor leagues you want to look at, and, and now, but that is going to be based on them taking the temperature and and where are they at in the standings? And as you, I believe, you know, through a qualifier in there, you're you're, you're not blowing anything up. OK, you're, you're not going, hey, we're going to win this year. So we're going to give away, you know, Manuel Margot or, or another, you know, piece that you no, think I mean, I the think... future. Or you're going to trade away for Tatis. Yeah, I mean, that would be the worst thing that they could do is to is to get excited by being, you know, two games under five, even if they're two games under 500 or whatever and, and start, you know, and start trying to acquire guys at the deadline. Uh, I, I just don't see that that's the place that this organization should go at this uh, at this time. I think if they're in first place, they and by one game they don't do that because that would be against what they what they say that their process is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, although I think it, at some point there reaches a uh, there reaches a stage where you you get to a a spot where you say, well, now we gotta we kind of have to do this, especially if it's you know more than halfway through this through the season. There's a starter to be gotten for maybe one of your five left-handed minor league pitchers or something. Right. Sure. But, but there, I mean, I'm telling you, it's not there. Everyone's going to make mistakes. And certainly, uh, AJ Preller has made his when acquiring major league talent, um, that, you know, but he's, they're not going to do that deal again where they're, Oh, this might help us. Uh, they're, they're not going to do that. Now, no one's going to pass up, uh, Justin Verlander. So, and, you know, they promised us that they will do that when they're close, that if they're a piece away, that they'll get it. I just, I think you and I are now entering in the realm of, we both believe we're enter, entering into the realm of fantasy, that this will be a consideration in 2018. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see that this is the, this is the team that's going to be, you know, that's going to be one piece away. Uh, or or to the, the famous, when they acquired Seth Smith, that he was going to be the final piece uh, to go way back in time. As uh, Tyson Ross goes against Annabelle Sanchez, who the Padres did not face. And then I don't know who the Braves starter is tomorrow, but then they get the two guys uh, that they faced uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, lost to they, – they beat Fultonevich, and they lost to Newcomb. Right, right. It's been a long day, Jay. Um, and, uh, but, but they got Annabelle Sanchez tonight. But Tyson Ross, speaking of trade pieces um, – They've won six in a row. Uh, they've won uh, six in a row when he started, but I think he's won one of those. That's it. Uh, has not gone past the the sixth. Has not gone a full six in any of those. Or, or I think the last three, maybe four. What I'm saying is, you know, um, I don't think there's a problem here. I think those have been circumstantial, but I, but I am uh, looking to see what he continues to do. And does he is he still a you know a viable trade piece or, or you know? Right. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Tyson does tonight. And I, I think the other thing is, I mean, if you, at some point somebody's going to have to look at Clayton Richard even and say, you know, this guy's put together a bunch of starts since he since he made that little change in his delivery, um, you know, that you wrote about. And, and is he a guy that could, could help a team down the stretch? So I, I know I have a note somewhere, Jay, to ask myself, is this – or not to ask myself, ask someone who actually knows something um, around the game. Is that the kind of guy that a contender wants? You know, I mean, is a contender want um, a guy who's going to give you seven and give up two or three? Is is that you know, a, is that a trade deadline type of piece uh, for a Clayton Richard? I, I I need to find out how valuable he would be, as I did to find out about Tyson Ross. And people said yes. I mean, it's early, but this is the kind of guy that teams are are watching now. Right. Right. But it's a good it's a good point. Hey, let's listen to Matt Strom, and here's the deal. And I set it up when I talked to him. Um, 
you know, everybody says, I don't care if I start or leave, whatever's good for the team. He has convinced everybody from Darren Ballsley to Andy Green to the, to the cynical media members who've talked to him about it. He really doesn't care. But I'm telling you what, he's, um, Andy Green has said from the, you know, time that they acquired him and certainly all through spring that he's going to be a starter. But here's Matt Strom who started the last three bullpen games through three perfect innings, uh, against the Nationals on uh, Tuesday. Matt, congratulations on uh, your start. Do those feel like real starts, even though you know you're not going to go six innings? Yeah, I mean, I take them all as if I was a starter, and uh, I go through my starting routine, get ready for the game, and then uh, I just take a different approach once the game starts of just full aggression, full attack, give them, throw them the kitchen sink. So, as you, you have started before. And as you think ahead to maybe one day, and we'll get to into a minute because I want people to hear how much you don't care whether you're a starter or a reliever, <laughs> but but you know what it's like to have to go five, six. Something Jordan Lyles, when he's pitched well, has done is take that bullpen mentality. How difficult would it be to do what you have done in your two and three inning starts over six innings? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's going to be difficult. More, more so is like my pitch selection. Like yesterday, you see me use both my breakers against Carpenter in the first AB, because more than likely, I know I'm going to get him once more, probably not twice. So, um, it, it would be more of a, a strategic standpoint that I would have to switch up, not my aggression. I need to keep my aggression, whether I'm starting or relieving. That's something that uh, Balls has made very clear to me that he wants me to do, is whether I'm starting or relieving, is just be aggressive and go after him. So it wouldn't be so much my aggression as it would just be my pitch selection. Now let's get to this whole starter reliever thing because everybody says, I've talked to the, with other media guys about yep. this, with Andy about this, and every reliever says, I don't care, whatever. I like. Yep. You have convinced us all that you really don't give a darn. You like aspects of both. Yes, I do not. It does not matter to me whichever one I'm down for. Um, I like, like I've told you before, I like the routine of the five days or the starting routine. I like that, but I also like being able to come to the ballpark and knowing that you can be a part of every game, not knowing when you're going to be a part of it, but uh, just the adrenaline rush that brings. That's also I enjoy that too. So it's not one or the other. And like I say, whatever Andy wants me to do, I'm more than happy to do. And, and not that you can't get it as a starter, um, but or even as a position player, but there is a uniqueness to being in the bullpen, and there's a camaraderie, be it that you know some of these guys are waiver wire guys or yeah. guys who maybe were told they couldn't start, or you know it's kind of like the castoffs there. And I think you know that camaraderie. Do you like that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, all of us down there are pitching with a little chip on our shoulder trying to prove something, and uh, that just kind of gives us an edge the way we look at it. So, um, I mean, again, just staying aggressive and attacking hitters and knowing our stuff's good enough. Appreciate it, dude. No problem. You know, interesting thing about Matt Strom, uh, coming off a of patellar tendon surgery, Jay, you've seen him. He's a string bean, right? Oh, yeah. He he is usually, he says, 10 or more pounds heavier. He couldn't work out this season. So this isn't even like the Matt Strom we're seeing, this guy who's throwing 95 at times uh, the other night. No, I, I was really impressed the other night. I mean, uh, especially, you know, that kind of started the, uh, or didn't start, but continued the walk streak no walk streak that they had. And he was, he was very impressive. And I even wondered if they might throw him one more inning. I think it's his turn came up and they ended up hitting for him. They were going to, but yeah. yes, they were going to, but, but they were going to throw him to, you know, he was going to face Carpenter and Simber was going to come in to face fam, but, but okay. Yeah. They had to hit for him because they were piling on some runs. Right. But, but, and you know, he's, he's stretched out a little bit, gone from two to three innings and, and just, 
you know, he kept the pitch count down a little bit. And he, he looked good even when I saw him last week in person against the Braves. Uh, you know, gave up the one home run, but that was but that was it in his couple innings. And he's one of those guys that, yeah, I mean, he was kind of a below-the-radar pickup. Uh, didn't give up anything for him. And, and maybe he turns into a guy who could be a decent starter here for, uh, you know, for a few years. I mean, he's certainly young enough where you know you, you don't feel like you've you've seen the best of him I mean, he has he has every right to get better i'll be honest i mean and i wrote about it and i was speaking of myself as much as anybody else <laughs> a little surprised by it just there's you know you you get a little cynical right especially about the padres right you, some of the history creeps back and you hold it against andy green or aj preller or somebody and they hype this guy up and it's like he can't find the strike zone and then boom he did and you realize he is super young. We're talking Tommy John, talking major knee surgery. Um, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm hyping him up, but he's he's looked pretty darn good. Uh, and the, the, I mean, his mix of pitches is pretty lethal. We'll see. He's not going to start start this year. Um, I suppose he could go in and, and if he had a game like that, and um, you know, if they had a huge lead, maybe they'd let him go uh, four or five. But uh, that's about the ceiling for him. Uh, this year as he's coming back because honestly, some days he doesn't even work out with the team. Before the games, uh, uh, the relievers on most days, uh, go out and they run and their conditioning is throwing a frisbee around or a football around and Matt doesn't participate in those most days, uh, and doesn't do some of the other lifting and things because the knee is still getting back and won't be 100% till next year. So, you know, I think that's real encouraging. Uh, one thing tonight, the Padres play the first, uh, place Braves. They're back in, uh, I don't know if they fell out when they lost two or three to the Dodgers, but none Nonetheless, 39 and 28. They're 11 games over 500. They lead the National League East. The Padres are within four games of 500 for the first time since they were, I believe it was 8 and 12. <laughs> so, real early in the season, Jose Castillo could be your closer if he's called on tonight. I don't. I don't think anybody could argue with that. I mean, the way that uh, he's pitched. Speaking of of left-handers, what are they looking for tonight in uh, Lake Elsinore? I know Jeff Sanders will be there to watch Joey Lucchese pitch what what's the expectation for tonight and is this something where if all goes well we'll see him next week at petco or will there be another rehab start if all goes well you'll see him in petco and 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 when what all goes well means is actually how he pitches because evidently you know this has been longer than they expected and that was just one of those caution things right he's a rookie they they were going to be a soft innings cap anyway you know they're stretching out here they're spacing out he and lauer starts as much as they can um, so it's really about how he looks. Is there rust to that sort of thing? Cause he got up to three innings and he could go five tonight if, you know, things went well. And then he'd be ready to come back if he looked sharp. Um, and that will be obviously based on what they see from him, not what single A hitters do. Um, but, right, right. uh, he could, he could start, you know, Lauer would still have had a full five days off and could go Tuesday when they play the A's, but Lucas could pitch as soon as Wednesday against the A's at home. And certainly, uh, even if he had another rehab start, uh, sometime on the next trip at the end of the um, Giants or, uh, sometime in Texas. So it shouldn't be too soon barring setback. And okay. Austin Hedge is catching him. So Austin Hedge is a heck of a scout. I'll tell you what. I remember him telling me, not like it would take a lot now that we've all seen it, but look, this is in AAA. And, and when Austin Hedge just came back, just talking, and he's like, Jose Castillo, I told them he's ready. And this was before he, he came up. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there he was. And, well, Good start to your scouting career, Austin. Well, I would hope if if anybody would know if a pitcher was ready, you you would hope it would be the catcher. But but he obviously saw what the rest of us have seen in recent. I happened to be driving home last night listening when Castillo was pitching, and the uh, the Cardinals announcers were were just kind of blown away by 
how well uh, how well he was throwing. And they didn't look up his strikeout numbers for you know the previous games, but uh, you know you can't do any better than he did last night. He faced four guys you know on the road and uh, against a, a team that is you know several games over five hundred and just blew all of them away. So hadn't pitched in seven days either. And you know what? Sometimes that gets to a guy, not to Jose Castillo. And I want to tell you, he carries himself. He's a big man. Carries himself like a big like a bigger man. He is a confident guy. This is a this is a closer. Well, that's good because they're probably going to need one here in the next uh, few weeks, months, or even uh, you know even a year. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, Kevin, hope you have a great weekend. I, I will. Darren Balsley feature coming up on Sunday. Is that correct, Jay? You still that, want me to do that? That is correct. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to to seeing that and the rest of the rest of the coverage. And then we'll uh, catch up when you get back to town for the two whole days next week. <laughs> All right, Jay. Take care. Okay. 